everybody, welcome back to Ministry Misfits. This is the special White Cane Day episode. I believe this is episode actually 26? 26, I yeah. believe it should be, yeah. So Andrew, for those that don't know, explain a little bit about what White Cane Day is. Right, so White Cane Day is an international kind of focus day. Awareness. There we go, awareness. That's the real word that I could not think of. We had this discussion with our guests about how they are better at English than us and they didn't believe us. After watching this, they're probably going to fully believe us. Yes, it's an awareness day for uh, people with disabilities, but specifically those with vision impairment. Um, You know, it's it's a much more common thing than people realize, Um, you know, and it's not even something that you're necessarily born with. Some people develop it later on. Um, You know, there's a lot of different things that go on there. It's becoming more and more common in the screen age for people to develop it later on. But this is today, October 15th, is the day that we are internationally kind of focused in on that community, honoring people like our guests who have achieved a a, a lot, even with the disability, but then also just focusing in on how the communities that they are in, that we can come around them and help them and honor them and to to see, see them succeed within society. Yeah, so it's been our honor and privilege that we get to interview the Yakubi family. Yakubi. Yakubi, thank you. And just hear a little bit about their story. And um, ultimately, I like to see at the end how the story just beautifully wraps up, comes together of how they talk about being a light in the darkness. Right. And so this is a little bit different than normal uh, as far as the guests that we bring on. You know, normally we're talking to ministry leaders, we're talking to church leaders, we're talking theology. We are going to talk a little bit of theology at the end of the interview. Um, but specifically here, we are talking to, um, they are in, in some ways political refugees, although they don't even consider themselves refugees. Um, you know, they, they were part of a UN commission doing, doing a lot of the stuff that white cane day is supposed to be about. Um, they, they were government officials. They are also both blind, which is why you won't actually see them on the interview. So it is a little bit different. Um, it is not explicitly a gospel oriented Christian message. Although we think that it is still beneficial for the church to come and, and, and hear, hear this couple's heart, hear what they're doing, hear what they're asking of us, both as, as Christians and as Americans as well, this yeah. is one that and as human beings, right? Although our, our German listeners that we we've developed and we still don't know how we developed, we right. we've got so, hey, um, if you're out in Germany, I can't remember what the actual you know correct German you know hello is. We'll figure that out for next time maybe. Guten Tag. Okay, that works. I know Perfektenschlag, but that's from the Office. So that may not actually be real. Yeah, probably not. Um, you know so. All that to say, this is something that the rest of us in the world need to hear as far as what we can do to help both people with disabilities in our own communities, but especially there in Afghanistan um, with the the Taliban takeover and everything as far as what we can do to practically and effectively help those that are still there and especially those with disabilities. So we're going to take a quick break, hear from Courageous Clothing Company and our other sponsors. And then we will jump right into our interview with the Yakubi family. This episode of the Ministry Misfits podcast and this awesome shirt are brought to you by Courageous Clothing Company. Courageous Clothing Company is a Christian family-owned business 
that specializes in custom designs that they create as well as bulk screen printing of your custom designs as well. When you buy from Courageous Clothing Company, you're not just buying an awesome shirt, you also are helping spread the gospel across the world through the missions that they support, such as this here with Ministry Misfits, as well as with their own designs that have Christian-themed messages sharing the gospel in an awesome and relevant way, or as we say within CSRM and Ministry Misfits, strategically relevant evangelism. Check out their entire line at CourageousClothingCompany.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mystery Misfits for this special White Cane Day episode. And we are very excited because we have the Yukubi family here with us, Banafsha and Mahishi. Uh, did I say it right this time? I messed it up again, didn't I? Oh, Correct me, what is it? There we go. Mehdi. I will get it by the time we are done with this interview, I promise. Um, That's okay. So they are currently in the UK. Um, they are there, um, not necessarily as refugees, but um, they, are, they are currently there. Banafsha served with the um, commission. For, it was a UN commission there in Afghanistan to help with um, better relations for people with disabilities. Um, part of the reason that we do not have them showing right now is that both, both of them are blind themselves. And so they wanted to come on today to talk a little bit about what the situation actually is, both in Afghanistan and internationally for people with disabilities. That's why we're doing this today. White Cane Day is kind of a awareness day for people with um, people with a disability of being blind specifically, but uh, not limited to that. Um, so, but Yakubi family, welcome on to Ministry Misfits. Many thanks. Many thanks. It's a pleasure. So you guys are currently in the UK, um, but you guys are obviously not from the UK. So give everybody a little bit of a, a background as to, to who you are and why you guys are, are coming on to talk about this specifically. Greetings. To everybody who are listening to this episode, this special episode, yeah, um, actually, we were both activists for the rights of people with disabilities and uh, generally people with vulnerabilities in uh, our country uh, with different activities that we had, uh, but uh, because of the Taliban takeover, in our country, uh, we had we had to uh, leave the country because uh, there was no room for us <clears throat> to uh, freely act, be act, being active for the rights of persons with vulnerabilities, specifically those with disabilities, and uh, that's why we uh, are now here. And uh, thanks for the. Um, British government that uh, evacuated us through the program. And uh, now we are uh, in the process of resettlement here in the UK. Yes, greeting from my side to you and all of your uh, listeners. Thank you, thank you so much. It's my pleasure and a, a big privilege to I'm here and I can talk with you and your uh, listeners. That's good day. 
And the other thing I want to say congratulations to all people who are listening to me about the White Can Day. So uh, we are Afghan and we were in Afghanistan. Uh, I worked as a commissioner for uh, Afghanistan Hun Human Rights Independent Commission. So uh, I was commissioner and at, uh, at this commission and I worked in two areas. One area was protection and promotion of the rights of persons with disability and the other was uh, why, um, can you maybe help me? <laughs> yeah, then they can. Monitor, they can. Uh, monitoring and investigation yeah, sorry. of monitoring, human rights violations. Yeah, sorry, monitoring was, I forget monitoring. Uh, monitoring and investigation of the human rights violation. And I worked specifically with the uh, person who were inside the uh, deprived uh, liberty places. Mm -hmm. So inside the prisons. Oh, it was really uh, traumatized and it was really, awful days that were there. We were there when the Taliban came to our city and the, the, our, our last government was collapsed. We understood maybe sometimes it, uh, it will happen, but nobody uh, predict it, is, it would be very soon. And in 11 days, they took over all of the country. So it was really a kind of shock for all people, even for whole superpower countries mm -hmm. in here and there and all over the world. So we were there and we wanted to continue, but because after uh, there was no space for our work and uh, if we were there, we had to uh, escape from our uh, house, from our country and from our people. And they forced us uh, from our people and we are here now. Yeah, and th this is not the first time for you either that you've unfortunately had to experience this because you actually were there the first time the Taliban had took over, correct? Yeah, the first time that the Taliban have uh, over, I was uh, kind of a teenage and uh, we immigrated to Iran, Republic Islamic of Iran. And that experience was not so, you know, very nice experience for me. Although uh, it was, we, we tried to, um, my family and I tried to uh, make some uh, opportunity through that uh, challenge that we had in, a, uh, in that country, but it was not easy for me. And uh, we had to do a lot to, to overcome to that challenges to that, because, you know, Iran government is not good with the uh, uh, Afghan people who are immigrated from uh, Afghanistan and in that time we didn't have even a document uh, in our hand so it was very difficult for me to go to school they didn't accept me and at that time because I was uh, very you know uh, young girl I didn't understand I couldn't understand what's the meaning if they don't uh, give me the right to go to school so always I fought 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 till uh, we found an organization it was non-profit organization and they tried to help me at least to, I took my exams and then I successful to uh, going on my education till bachelor. So this was the thing that uh, honestly uh, encouraged me. And after this, my husband to, uh, when we go to Afghanistan, we will have an established kind of an organization to help persons with disability and with vulnerability, uh, especially those persons who don't have any hope and then when we went to Kabul, we established and found uh, one organization in the name of Organization of uh, uh, Rahyab and uh, for Rehabilitation of Persons with Vision Impairment. 
This organization works mainly for all persons with disability in general in case of advocacy and uh, raising awareness, and especially for persons with vision impairment in case of rehabilitation and education. That's good. And why don't you tell us about some of the inequalities that happen day to day uh, that you've either personally experienced or you've you've uh, heard of stories about, again, with people with disabilities that have been mistreated? Honestly, uh, in developmental countries and in many countries, even in all over the world, the thing that uh, must be changed, it is all people, uh, they must uh, come to this conclusion to see the people with disability as a human being uh, view, yeah. not a kind of view. It is very, you know, uh, yes. Only enthusiasm or a person worthy of only enthusiasm for example, rather than dignity or things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, attitude, she means, that must be changed. The attitude must be changed because uh, the people with vulnerability and people with disability need something to protect them from the, uh, you know, uh, bad things. But danger. we don't need very big sympathy <laughs> because yeah. we, we all are human beings and this is kind of a variety of human beings because some persons with disability, some are not with disability. But yeah. in developmental uh, country and in the underdevelopmental country, the problem is uh, different. So, for example, in the other developmental country, maybe they have ma- much more problems because the government is not with them and they, they are not trying to protect them. So may, they may have kind of problem with their family as well, because some of the pe- some people think, oh, because she or he is with disability, maybe she or he cannot do anything. So uh, mm-hmm. if we try to help them, if we try to spend our money for these people, so it's kind of wasting the, the, the money and wasting the um, time and energy. We must try to work very hard and change this attitude and raising awareness. And it was the thing that we did for a decade at least, more than a decade uh, for that country. But uh, nowadays when the Taliban came, I think most of these uh, you know, dreams that we had in our mind uh, Mehdi and me tried to, uh, to to work very hard for that people, and we we thought maybe we have kind of uh, uh, conclusion and kind of results from our uh, in uh, in our country, but all the things is damaged and broke. Now let's let's go into that a little bit because you guys did you know you were you were in this commission spot for about a decade, and you guys were working to try to at least. Even, even if you weren't able to change the attitudes of those in charge, you were at least trying to change the attitudes of people in the community, as well as give, give people, um, people with disabilities, especially those that are blind, better opportunity for education and for development and everything else. So why don't you share a little bit about um, the work that you were doing there in Afghanistan to see this? I know you guys did um, some, some different programmings, things like that, um, that were, were very effective, um, but unfortunately have, have pretty much ceased since the, the takeover. So why don't you give us a little bit of the, the work you guys were doing? I think Mehdi can start now. I must be a little bit quiet because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I talked about it. Actually, uh, what we did in the organization of Rahyab, uh, let's see, ORRSB, uh, let's say ORRSB. So, uh, the, we would do different things 
more uh, one was to demonstrate for the first time in Afghanistan by us the uh, International Day of White Cane. Uh, that was a, a celebration or a memorial celebration uh, which would be celebrated for uh, many decades in the world. But in Afghanistan, uh, at least uh, since 2010, uh, it began to be celebrated in uh, different levels. Even these uh, last years uh, in a very, very high levels in the government. But initially it was celebrated by the ORRSB in Afghanistan. So uh, that was uh, an, an awareness and advocacy uh, date on which a, an ethical law, if you say, was written and proposed to the UNESCO and the International Council for the Blind uh, and to the world uh, in order to define and uh, to demand the needs and the requirements for a very, very uh, dignifying and independent uh, social and individual life for person with uh, vision impairments. So that was uh, the occasion of that day. So uh, other things we did was uh, re regarding assistive education. Uh, we called it uh, to assist inclusive education because our approach was to help uh, students with vision impairments to be mainstreamed in public schools. And uh, so they, were, they, they may be able to use public school environments to um, continue their studies. So what we did was to absorb them to, I mean, recruit them as uh, trainees, then uh, we would equip them with uh, their needed equipments, uh, for example, uh, re equipments relevant to persons with disabilities, vision disabilities, and then make them ready to go to public schools. And then actually, uh, in the meanwhile, we would be in touch with their uh, teachers and school staff to make, uh, to make, and also families, yeah, to make, aware, to raise awareness among them, to have better behaviors with persons with uh, vision impairments. Uh, I mean, ap appropriate with uh, their rights and uh, in accordance with the laws and regulations. So another thing was advo uh, so uh, vocational uh, trainings. I mean, yeah, vocational skills training. And we had, uh, for example, some uh, handicrafts courses for men and women, and also computer training courses for men and women. And uh, we, would, we, we would make uh, all young adults, men and women, uh, able and capable of entering labor markets. And that was uh, what we did in case of rehabilitation and assistive education. And uh, we tried to, to make them ready to go to labor uh, market. And through these uh, classes, through computer classes and handicraft, and then 
some other uh, occasional classes. It was very custom in Afghanistan. So we sent some of these uh, uh, person with disability to labor market, and then we advocated to the government, employed them because they were capable. For example, they finished their education from the university, but because they didn't understand how can they write and read the way that all people can understand. So when they learned computer, they, they, they are capable mm. for going to the uh, ministries in governmental ministries and non-governmental even. So we advocated and at that time, 12 of persons with disability, they, they was employed by the government. And the, uh, one year later, we advocated with uh, attorney general office because before I go into the uh, commission, I was attorney. And through that advocacy, we tried to send some of other people with disability, including person with vision impairment, who uh, know, who will know uh, computer and who could, uh, uh, you, you know, who, who were capable, capable for working there. We sent them to the, to the attorney general office and already they employed uh, from attorney general office and they worked there. But unfortunately, uh, most of the achievement was, you know, kind of now when I, I'm thinking back, most of our achievements was, uh, I cannot say all the things that broke and damaged, but but it, at least I, I'm can, I can telling you it's standby kind of. Mm -hmm. So it, were both of you the ones maybe rewriting or coming up with the curriculum for the education system or were you working with a specific team to make this all happen no we one of our uh, job was that we work with the even with the ministry of education in afghanistan as uh, persons who were activists in case of persons with disability to make some adaptation for uh, these people when they are going to the school but the other thing was that we tried to to print the uh, uh, or normal books for persons with the especially vision impairment in braille or uh, we tried to record these books for them and give them audio books and this was it was not so difficult for them to go to their schools and even uh, two years ago we had a uh, exam in Afghanistan there is an exam when the person uh, finished their school they, they are, there is an exam and the person you know go to university, university entrance yeah. exam yeah and one of our Uncle, students and uh, uh, beneficiaries was the, uh, he got the first, uh, the first grade, the first grade between in all persons in the concour of person, uh, all person there in Kabul. Awesome. So you guys, obviously, if, if you couldn't tell from everything they just listed, you guys were very, very busy there in, in Afghanistan with, you know, both both from a this is your job perspective as well as this is really where you you were you know you were meant to be and you were working and you were obviously if not the best top level best people to to be suited for this because you know Benashi you you talked about when the you know the first the first occupation happened and you went to Iran how difficult it was for you to be able to do anything education-based, but yet you fought through it with the help of the nonprofit, but you fought through it to the point where, I mean, you were, you were already serving as a lawyer before you got your commission, <laughs> which is, an, that in itself is, is quite an achievement, but the, to then go from that to now you are working within the government to prevent this from happening again, 
I mean, that, that is an incredible journey in a very short amount of time, relatively speaking. You guys, though, are not just now relaxing there in the UK because your work has not stopped, even though you are no longer in Afghanistan. Give us a little bit of insight into what is the work that you guys are now doing there, um, there where you guys are at now? Oh, many thanks. Uh, now we are trying to work through Hope Found, you know, and you, you may tell about uh, Hope Found or maybe tell about that, or we are trying to help people with disability and help, help people who are, uh, you know, with different vulnerability in Afghanistan, and they don't have any hope there nowadays because most of the doors are closed to them, especially for girls and even for boys. They are trying to go to school, but their school is not normal school, not like before school. Even the most of their teachers, they cannot go to the you know to the classes because the the, the teachers they didn't have their their salary. The the female teachers were mm -hmm. not with them, so most of them they are in primary school. How can they see their teachers? So this is a pro one problem. And the other side, we have most of persons with disability now they are jobless. They're just sitting in their homes and they don't have any hope. So now they are, we are trying to uh, continue our job and we are uh, looking for help and support to continue our job. And nowadays we have a kind of homeschool program for those people uh, who are inside their homes, uh, girls and boys. And for boys, if, if they are going to their school, we are trying to uh, equip them with the, some things it is uh, their need kind of braille paper, kind of the uh, books, the things that they need, white cane, this and that, because we had some in Kabul and we left, it, left them behind. And then uh, for those who cannot go to school, we are trying to send some people to their houses and then we, we educated them. We, try, we are trying to uh, uh, have attention to their spiritual and uh, physical and just mission. Yeah, physical uh, needs. Physical and spiritual needs, because this both is very important. And uh, although we 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 have this plan to try to do some help to their feeding, because maybe these days, as you know, the medicine and food is big problem in Afghanistan, and most of our people are under the uh, under the uh, power line. Says? Poverty line. Poverty line. Sorry, yeah, under poverty the poverty line. line. So this is very difficult for a. Family and the bad thing is that many families they have persons with disability in them or inside them or children with disability they have, you know they have um, more children maybe they have seven eight nine children and if one or two is with disability and uh, but they they may have lack uh, lack attention to this person because they said okay so now everything is finished so if we want to work with this that's good that we work with this. Uh, uh, children, uh, they are without any disability because they are maybe useful and the other persons who are with disability, they, they, they don't know they are useful as well. So we are trying to work in this area. And the other thing is very important for us. We are trying to mobilize persons with disability in their houses even. We are trying to work and help them to be independent uh, in the future and they can continue their life Although feeding them in these days is very important, but we have a slogan. When you have knowledge in your mind, nobody can steal your knowledge if they can steal all the things that you have. Wow, so that we're is trying very to continue our uh, education with them because they can use it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you, and you've mentioned how key education is in the system and just a reformation that you guys are specifically working on. And then also a lot of the government changes that needs to happen. Also the transformation in people's hearts. I'm almost also curious as well, how does the healthcare field and even hospitals play effect into just some of the mistreatment, excuse me, mistreatment of people with disabilities or financially what support is out there for families? The big problem that we have, in, even we had in Afghanistan, and nowadays we have more than maybe some months ago, it is the uh, mistreatment and even the uh, some of the family, they don't get, they didn't get the uh, vaccination. For example, till now we have in Afghanistan uh, polio. You know, polio mm-hmm. is, uh, uh, we don't have uh, this, this disability in many, most of the country. Yeah, this disease. Yeah. This disease. Polio is a disease. Polio is a disease, yeah. Paralysis. But in Afghanistan, we have. And then the other thing is that when uh, some uh, pregnant women Mm -hmm. go to the uh, doctors because of mistreatment treatment and because even nowadays, because the lack of medicine, uh, their children became with disability and come to this world with disability. And the other thing we have kind of uh, mm, relative, uh, very close relative marriage. And because of this, in most of our students, you know, they are three and four or five. Even we have one family, there are six children with disability and they are very, very poor people because they, they have a very close relative marriage and because there is no genetic. So uh, because of these things, we have many uh, children with disability and teenager and young people with disability. They think that uh, if, I, I, if I'm right, I don't know if UK, maybe there is, not much children with disability as some somebody told me but i'm not sure because uh, here we have kind of good treatment maybe good <laughs> behavior towards this uh, and vaccination this and that but in afghanistan we have young person with disability children with disability teenager with disability and this is really bad a challenge a big challenge so well, as we're, we're about to be out of time here, but we wanted to make sure, you know, what you just talked about there bring, brings us to this point anyway. How can people here in the U.S. Um, effectively help the work that you guys are doing and the work that your guys' organization is doing, um, both from a political standpoint and also, you know, our, our target audience are, are ministers and, and church leaders. So how can churches here in the U.S. be able to help you guys effectively reach, reach out to these people with disabilities, whether it's there in the U.K. or whether it's back home in Kabul? What, what can we do here that will actually be able to effectively help you guys in the, in the work that you are doing? want to support us the churches can they can support us to reserve uh, people with disability there they can do it to hopefound.org and uh, that's very uh, you can find some things from my uh, you know things that I'm telling you this this is I think this is the thing that our God will be very happy with it because when some person who is children who is a child who is with disability, who is teenager, who is girl, who is in a country that all doors are closed to him or her, so they don't have any hope, they don't have any way, they are in darkness. If we can help them, if we can feed them, if we can uh, 
uh, open at least a short window, a small window for them, that would make our God uh, very pleased. And I think because our God is for all people in all over the world, so he will love all of us. He loves all of us and he will be very happy from this world. And we can do all the things just to serve people. That's it. And about the politics, I have a request from uh, President Biden to please sign the uh, policy. It's in your desk. On your desk, that is special visa for all women leaders because we can at least uh, take some of the leader, uh, women leaders from, out from that country who are under dangerous and the, their, their life is under very bad and uh, uh, big threat. So we can uh, save them from that uh, big problem. And inside that country, at least we can do something uh, because we cannot say we, we will uh, take all Afghan people out because there is 30 million people. And from mm -hmm. these 30 million people, maybe uh, some of them are persons with disability. Through one uh, uh, research in 2019, uh, the Asia Foundation was dead more than 14% of Afghanistan population, uh, uh, Afghanistan population, population they mm -hmm. are with severe, several, uh, severe, severe disability. disability. Mm -hmm. So how can we take all of these people out of this, that country? They're in rural, right. rural parts, they're in provinces. So we must find a way to help these people, to be with them even, and although we are far with the, from them, but they are in our heart. So, uh... Uh, confirming these things, uh, I can add a point that is to have, I mean, uh, my address is the international community, the US government, the EU and the UK, etc. to have such kind of intervention or interaction with the uh, new ruling system so that uh, they can only be comfortable to rule the country if they respect the rights and privileges of all um, layers of the society, including those with vulnerabilities and uh, more specifically persons with disabilities. Uh, so that is, that, that is and has been our uh, request from the international community uh, to interact with the new system to make them consider these key and important things. Hi, this is the Ministry Misfit, Andrew Fouts. I'm also the Director of Digital Resources for CSRM and the producer of Overwhelming Victory Productions. And today we want to talk a little bit about Anchor FM. Part of our job here at Overwhelming Victory Radio is to provide ministries with easy and affordable ways to create their own media content, and one of these ways is Anchor FM. Anchor is a free one-stop studio with tools to allow you to create a custom podcast experience. They do everything from creation tools, distribution tools, and even marketing tools with ads such as this. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So we are back here. Uh, we wanted to just sh talk a little bit about what we just heard um, from the Yukubi family about the work that they've been doing, the work that they are going to continue to do, and how we can help. And you know, like we said at the beginning, you know, this was not a particular 
particularly church message that was meant for Christians as far as this is what scripture says to do. But in a lot of ways, we still kind of got to that point. It is, yeah. As we it ties into a handful of our episodes here recently, if we go back a few weeks, we talked about re- specifically religious persecution and how that compares to, we'll say, worldly persecution. And I think this really plays into the side of worldly persecution, right. as they both talked about just the mistreatment of people with disabilities um, and the, the constant different differentiating um, factors that play into for both education, um, monetarily, and even still with women right. specifically. Right, and especially within the government as well. And, you know, that, that was one of the things that was real interesting with Benofsha was she talked about, you know, when the first time that she had to leave, she dealt with mistreatment both as a woman and as a, a person with a vision, you know, impairment to try to get educated, but yet she was able to to do what she could. She finally found support from a nonprofit, became a lawyer. And then when she finally is able to return, she's such a well-respected lawyer and person within the, you know, people with disabilities community that the UN takes notice and gives her a commission. <laughs> you know, that, that is not a easy task to do. No. And it, especially considering that she is, vision impaired and she is a woman it makes it all the more remarkable that she got to that point and you know we understand that this definitely is a a god thing for her to be in this position because she is perfectly suited and even though you know she would not necessarily use these terms you know the holy discontent for her people both afghani and people with disabilities was definitely on full display just hearing them share their story. Yes, and that's why, like you said, there is a religious aspect to it of the Imago Dei. We're made in God's image. Um, Or We're going to even tie it back into the Absurd Conference of Righteousness Over Everything, where God calls us to fight for righteousness and justice. But that is just an overall humanity, human being call, honestly, is to um, speak up for the oppressed and those mm-hmm. that are marginalized. And so that's why I like how we can kind of tie both of that into both sides and right. talk about it as both a U.S. front and then also the Afghanistan side. Yeah, so a couple of things that she also highlighted that we want to make sure are available to you. One of these things is what she asks on a political spectrum that we here in the U.S. can do. So one of the things that um, is not necessarily widely reported um, is that there is a motion from Congress that is sitting on the president's desk for a special visa that allows women in government positions, and especially those women in government positions that may may be disabled as well, an, uh, an unrestricted visa access. This is not a unrestricted visa for everyone. This is specifically for women in government positions that are more at risk. Um, so that would be something that, you know, you you as citizens here in the U.S. would be able to talk to you, talk to your 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 senators, your your state representatives, talk to your um, federal senators, your federal representatives to try to get some momentum for, for that. We also, you know, even though we always want you to share our episodes, this one even more so than others is one where the more we can get their story out, the more likely we are going to be able to start seeing some momentum happen. Um, be on the lookout as well. We are, if you have a podcast, if you have a show, radio show, TV show, you know, whatever that may be, maybe you're a newspaper reporter, um, 
get in touch with us. We would love to get you their contact information. We are trying to get them a little bit more movement here in the U.S. Um, as far as a media presence to hopefully be able to 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 get some movement as far as to be able to help um, the people that they had to leave behind, both in the disability community as well as within the Afghani community, whether that's through aid or visas or just as she as she mentioned before, those that are outside the U.S. You know, if we are able to promote our our leaders not interacting with the Taliban until they are able to promise safety and not well safety yeah we'll, we'll throw our air quotes in again to provide equal treatment is the proper way to say this provide equal treatment for those with disabilities it will go a long way to being able to see more people like Banafsha coming up through the ranks whether that be women whether that be people with disability more people to be able to actually achieve the goals that they would like to see achieved and to be able to help their communities thrive. Yes. Um, the other side of it, if you would like to financially support them, um, they are associated with hopefound.org. Um, you can go to hopefound.org and you will be able to find a place where you can read more of Banasha's story. You can read more of the articles and interviews that she's done over the past couple of months. Um, as well as I believe there is a way to financially support them as well if that is something that you feel like you would like to do or that your church maybe would like to do as a special project as well. Um, in the meantime, you guys can also still support us um, by going to the easiest place I think is actually buymeacoffee.com backslash Mystery Misfits. Um, that's, that's probably the easiest way. The CSRM website is down for some reason, and we're hoping it is back up as you're listening to this. I have been fighting with Weebly and Network Solutions and the FCC for like the past three weeks to get it back online, and nobody will answer the phone. <laughs> go figure. There's, there's our government at work. There you go. Um, but hopefully that will be back up. So if you do want to do it for a tax credit, eventually you will be able to do that again at csrm.org backslash donate. Um, you'll be able to see the new website that we've got up and running. Um, Kat has done an excellent job with that. Um, so you would click on the donate that's under domestic staff, and then you'll be taken to the page that you need to to find my name there. Um, what else am I missing? Oh, we still have a mailing. We have a mailing list now. Yeah, that got started while we're at Absurd. That's right. Shout out to Brian Adkins who stalked us into winning a T-shirt. Um, you guys can go and sign up for the mailing list. The link is on all of our social media pages. Um, here in a couple weeks, we'll probably send out the first of the newsletters. Um, and we're, we haven't really decided yet if it's going to be weekly or bi-weekly or how we want to do it, but stay tuned for that. Go sign up. Um, we're also trying to keep track of where our listeners are listening to. So if you want to give us a little bit of insight into that, when you sign up, that'd be helpful just so we know what what avenues to actually look at as far as putting content out there. Um, speaking of, if you haven't already noticed, Facebook actually has a podcast platform now. I did not realize that myself. Yeah, and so we are now on Facebook Podcasts as well. So if you go to the Ministry Misfits Facebook page, and then there should be a little tab that says Podcasts. I believe it's only available if you're going through the mobile app at the moment, but eventually it's going to spread out. So if you want to, if you are a regular listener that normally watches the videos, but you would rather be able to scroll through Facebook instead of just looking at our wonderful faces the whole time. 
you can now listen to the podcast rather than have to sit there with the video open if you would prefer. Although we like it when you watch us as well. That's right. We, I mean, we did put all this work into this awesome studio. We so. didn't wear these shirts for nothing. That's right. Shout out to <laughs> Courageous Clothing. Speaking of the shirts, that's the other announcement. We are taking pre-orders if you would like a Ministry Misfits shirt. Um, I believe we're looking at probably $10 a piece, okay. um, at least for right now. Um, that's what we need. At, I, I don't remember what the number was. Um, Courageous Clothing and, and I have been talking um, once we reach the number we need for pre-orders, then we will order a batch and we will, you know, take your money at that point um, and, and get all that that stuff sent out and potentially get a store page going on the website or on Facebook because Facebook actually has a storefront now, yeah, too. That is nice to use. I know. I have used that. Don't know that we necessarily want to keep giving Zuckerberg high praise, but we'll we'll take all the little uh, apps he's going to give us, at least for now, that, that's going to make it easier on us to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another way that you can do that. We also can uh, – we still have some stickers that we'll sell for, like, I don't know, 50 cents a piece. Sound good? Yeah, or well, you can find us well, at obviously, an event and get it for free. Right, yeah. or just come to an event, which if you have an event that you'd like us to come to, let us know. We'll see if we can work it out. Um, we've we've been all over the place the past couple of months. Um, we think we finally have it somewhat figured out now how to do these things because, you know, neither one of – well, you've travel. Been, You've been doing this for a long time. I know how to travel. Yeah, I just right. don't know how to set up the equipment. That's right. I know how to travel and set up the equipment, but you're the one that actually knows what equipment we need. So, <laughs> you know. It works. So anyway, we hope that this was helpful. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, Go check out hopefound.org to get some more information. Contact us if you would like to potentially talk with the Yakubi family on your programs as well, and we can start working out the process for that. Um, In the meantime, we will be back to regularly scheduled programming. I always love saying that because it makes us sound so We sound so much more official when we say that. We'll be back to regularly scheduled programming this Tuesday, and it actually is one that I recorded before Brandon even came on. But thanks to the wonderful technical efforts of David Waddell, we had to push it back and push it back. We're finally able to release it now, um, not with David Waddell, with um, Jason Hunley, who's a fellow um, Christian Podcast Association member. Um, We are talking about worship wars, um, what that looks like within the church, how do we actually figure out what music we need within our churches, what's acceptable, what's not, and how the fourfold rubric and three-tier paradigm fits into that kind of decision-making for our worship leaders. So um, after that, we will actually have David Waddell for uh, about three weeks. Um, we wanted to also share the message that he gave at Reach Gathering. Um, it was He didn't actually use our brand name, which I was very upset with him about. But he talked he about stickers. Yeah, I know. I, I should have stuck a sticker on his chest when he went up there. But um, he talks a lot about what it looks like in ministry when it feels like you do not get any respect for what you are doing. Um, and especially for those of us that kind of feel like we're just out of place and out of sync with what the church is looking for. Um, besides the fact that it's just hilarious because it's Waddell. And so every other word is a pun just about. Um, so be on the lookout for that over the next few weeks. Um, we may have a couple mini episodes here and there. We'll see if Brandon needs help with any more homework before, before then probably will, you know, but in the meantime, we will see all of you next week when I am back with Jason Hunley.
Ministry Misfits podcast is a production of Overwhelming Victory Flicks, Overwhelming Victory Radio, and Ministry Misfits Media. Dr. Greg Linville and Andrew Fouts are our executive producers, and Brandon Simmons is associate producer. Our music is provided by Morning Light Music and is titled Rain. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at ministrymisfitmedia at gmail.com or by following at Ministry Misfit on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can support Ministry Misfits at anchor.fm forward slash Ministry Misfits or for F01C3 credit by going to csrm.org forward slash donate and selecting Andrew Fouts in the campaign menu. To learn more about Overwhelming Victory or to listen to our sister podcast, visit overwhelmingvictory.org.